0: Welcome to World Footprints Radio, the show where we celebrate responsible travel, culture, and heritage, featuring your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. Now, World Footprints Radio.
1: Hello, everybody! Thank you so much for joining us today. You've heard it right. Traveling On has moved on to our new name, World Footprints, and we are so happy to be broadcasting from one of our favorite cities in the whole wide world, New Orleans, uh, during one of our favorite festivals, French Quarter Festival here. And uh, always happy to come back. And and you'll you'll know that we're in New Orleans in a few, probably a few minutes. Actually, you'll start hearing the music playing and. Hearing people uh, eating and just enjoying themselves. We're your host, Tanya and Fitzpatrick, and again, we are broadcasting in the heart of the French Quarter, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. It was sitting on a lovely balcony here overlooking the river. And, uh, you know, most people know about the food and the music, and of course, the Super Bowl champions, the New Orleans Saints. And certainly, we're going to talk about all these things that make the city so great, but we're also going to bring you a few surprises in our celebration of responsible travel culture and heritage. And I tell you, honey, this is like, this has become a family affair for us. Our moms come down, they volunteer mm-hmm, for the festival, mm-hmm. and, and uh, starting off our show, we have a father-daughter
0: team. We do indeed, and we will introduce them momentarily, but uh, just to set the backdrop here, it's beautiful. We have a beautiful view looking here uh, in the French Quarter, not too far from Jackson Brewery. The river is right behind us, and uh, it's just a lovely day to be in New Orleans, and it's always good to be back here. Each and every time we broadcast from here, we found new and unique stories to share with you. If you missed our show earlier this week, we started our trip to New Orleans with a broadcast that featured Swedish-born musician Teresa Anderson. Teresa collaborated with Aaron Neville on the song Glory Bound, the song that carried the New Orleans Saints to their Super Bowl victory. We also spoke to park ranger Bruce Barnes about the New Orleans Jazz National Historical Park, and we met Don. Don Loxton, Don directed the documentary, fauxbourg from Treme, the Untold Story of Black New Orleans. HBO is now creating a series called Treme that debuts, I think, this Sunday on HBO. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to hear that show again and this show, so stay tuned. As for today's special broadcast, we're happy to introduce you to that father and daughter team that Tanya alluded to. We've got Mary Beth Romig, vice president of the French Quarter Festival, who's going to join us in our first segment, who will tell us about some of the new things that's been added to this year's festival then who that you say we're going to meet the announcer of the new orleans saints jerry romig he's right here with us and you heard him chuckle there and we're going to share that wonderful story about the saints and their super bowl march we'll also talk to stephanie mckee stevie as she likes to be called director of the seventh ward and a faculty member of the urban Bushwoman institute a new dance academy in new orleans
1: and you know for you loyal listeners uh, Speaking of that dance institute, you met our friend Jana LaSort, executive director of Urban Bush Women, on our show a little bit earlier. And uh, Jana, as you may recall, Urban Bush Women is a Brooklyn based dance company that was selected by the U.S. State Department to inaugurate a new cultural exchange program called Dance Motion USA. And uh, they selected New Orleans as their city. To launch their new Summer Dance Institute. And uh we're very, very happy to introduce you to Stevie McKee and, and uh and and introduce all the uh, great things that are going on in the seventh ward. And uh again, just as a reminder, our name has changed to World Footprints and uh, fingers crossed our website is uh, undergoing a makeover and our domain hopefully will be up <laughs> yep. sometime during the show. It um,
0: is redirecting so with yep. uh, utypeworldfootprints.com It'll take you there.
1: And uh, when there, we invite you to visit our social networks and all that good stuff and uh, sign up for our newsletter. Um, we are so pleased to welcome back our very good friend, Mary Beth Romig, a little angel <laughs> <laughs> who's been with us through trials and tribulations for many, many years. And uh, Mary Beth has uh, recently left the CBB um, to join the, uh, the staff of the new incoming mayor, uh, Mitch Landro. Current Lieutenant Governor, but she's also on the board of the French Quarter Festival, and she's going to tell us about all the great things that are happening here in French Quarter. Welcome back, love.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're so happy
0: to have you back. <laughs> As you? usual, I can't uh, come to New Orleans without thinking about Mary Beth, first and foremost. Uh-oh. I was thinking, because last year this time, you were saying, Ian, I've got to get you down here to run that marathon. Yes. And I didn't, but I actually lost a weight that I would have had I trained for it, so <laughs> maybe next year. I'll actually get the legs moving and run that race with you.
2: 15,000 people wow. participated in the Rock and Roll Mardi Gras Marathon a couple of weeks ago. Most Ooh. of them in the half marathon. But an amazing stat is that over 70% of the people who ran were uh, from outside of the region. So it was wow. a big economic driver for us and brought a lot of people into the city. But where else can you pasta overload and carbo-load <laughs> better than New Orleans? Absolutely. You can, elsewhere you get meatballs and spaghetti here. You get crawfish and pasta, shrimp and pasta. <laughs> Enough to keep you going. And exactly. Certainly, and certainly exactly. You, you'll
1: find that throughout French Quarter Festival. I mean, this festival is about food, you know, food music, and music, and you know. And, and last year, when Marcy, the uh, the uh, uh, executive director of French Quarter Festival, was on the show, and I asked her, Marcy, how do you how do you keep getting better and better? And she said, Oh, you know, I don't change the ingredients,
2: but she's doing something. Well, yeah. We first of all, can you beat the weather? My God, no, no, we are exactly. brought- we brought it down for you. Thank for you. Thank you. I, well, you guys have had a rough enough winter up there, yes. so you deserve no. a nice weekend. It is beautiful here. The weather's incredible. And what we do as a board is every year we just are very mindful of always trying to do a few things new. Because mm-hmm. um, the festival itself, you know, it's in a beautiful neighborhood, and the French Quarter really is a neighborhood. There are schools in this uh, neighborhood. People live here. It's not just a tourist festival destination. It's really home and and family and living and working. And so it's set in this beautiful neighborhood that's very historic, and we bring new elements to it every year. Mm And, and, and tell us, talk to us about some of these new elements,
1: because, I, you know, Ian and I were remarking, we see more, we've seen more children this year
2: than we have in past years, and I don't know if it's because of Easter, or just more children festivals, or... Well, this is very family-friendly, for sure. You know, mm-hmm. yesterday, I was kind of remarking that I saw more senior citizens out yesterday uh, than I've seen in a long time. We have a beautiful children's area that's has great entertainment just for kids and activities out on the riverfront yeah. right by the aquarium. So we really are mindful of making sure that our youngest visitors have something to do while they're here. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's free um, yes. to the public helps and um, it's just a, a, a wonderful way to come down and enjoy this wonderful part of the city and everything's extremely walkable. Mm-hmm. So it's very family-friendly. Mm-hmm. i tell you, some other new things. Something I saw yesterday that was a lot of fun, we have these swing dancers and a whole group of... Um They have a name for them, but uh, it escapes me right now. I think they're called the Lindy Hop dancers. But these guys are in costume, Uh and they're in front of all the stages dancing, and it's really adding a beautiful element of fun. Some of the musicians yesterday actually brought them up on stage to dance, and the crowds just loved it. And um, I know I'm at Jackson Square most of the time working, and the vantage point from the Jackson Square stage to look out over Jackson Square Mm. and to see how many people came out yesterday was incredible. Mm -hmm. We have a a crawfish eating contest this year. That's new. No, you changed it from oysters. Why is that? Oh, because um, (laughs) two reasons. First of all, there is going to be another festival in the summer, an oyster festival, Uh and they are going to have the official oyster eating contest associated with their festival, rightfully so. So we decided to do a Crawford Sheeting Contest. Okay. World Champion crawfish Sheeting con- Contest, which is going to be interesting because, you know, you got to know how to uh, peel them quickly. yeah. And yeah. they're not going to be peeled, so you have to do uh, the whole pinch the tail thing before you can eat them so it's going to add a real good element of fun for a non-local to see how well they do well we (laughs) would like to enter Ed
0: in that contest because we know how much he (laughs) loves crawfish and anything with (laughs) eyes and and a smile on it
2: so well certainly crawfish are happy happy critters I guess you could say (laughs) oh Uh, gosh and we also have something we introduced this year called the Fest family kind of a play on the first family mm -hmm. Um, and in fact our logo it looks sort of reminiscent of of an eagle um, and a presidential seal, but it's a New Orleans seal, and it's a way that people from all across America can support the festival because it's free, Mm -hmm. and we want to keep it free. You can't put a gate around the French Quarter. That would be a lot of chain link, but um, we're asking for people just to support the festival any way they can, and they can join the family and get regular email updates, and Mm -hmm. if you're you're local, you get a little sneak peek before other people know who's coming, Mm -hmm. a little sneak peek Mm -hmm. at the schedule, Mm -hmm. and just some other little tidbits just to Keep it interesting. And speaking of which, you have a, a membership club too. That's it, the Fest family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's our membership club. And it, I mean, it's it's what thirty-five dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's really. And if you join in this uh, early period, you'll become a charter member. But we mm-hmm. use the mm-hmm. the street name Charter Street is spelled C H A R T R E S. It's a little play on. The idea of charter member, but um, it's it's fun. It's just a way yeah. to keep in touch and help us. Like I said, keep yeah. this free to anyone who wants to come.
0: And speaking of keeping it free, volunteering is big big part of that. And our moms who came in from Michigan did their part yesterday in, cool. in terms of volunteering. Talk awesome. to us about how the volunteers keep this thing going. And we're in the 27th year, correct?
2: Yes. When you have 18 stages across. One, two, three, four, five, six different um, areas of the French Quarter, including the entire span of the Mississippi Riverfront and Waldenburg Park. You need a lot of people to pour Coke, mm-hmm. pour beer, <laughs> <laughs> sell merchandise. Um, uh, to tell you the truth, the volunteer, the board of directors is a volunteer uh, group of people, and we're a very hard-working board. I mm-hmm. I spend the weekend uh, managing the Jackson Square stage right in front of the St. Louis Cathedral, not mm-hmm. too shabby of a job, I might add. <laughs> and my wonderful husband is the site manager for Jackson mm-hmm. Square. Who again, that the other night, right? Yes, just, okay. again, volunteers. And so mm-hmm. it's easy. We do it in shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us work. 20, you know, all the time, but for a person, if they just want to help out for a little while, they can do a four-hour shift. My brother's going to be pouring beer in Jackson Square tomorrow. Oh, hard job. And, and, <laughs> <I know. laughs> and we need people to answer questions, do information. I mean, it's, it's really easy, and you get a free T-shirt in the mix, a couple of food tickets, and you... And you're a part of it. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great.
1: Now, what about people who, who you know, want to volunteer and, and, and even join the club? Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody because our mother's volunteered and they ran into somebody who, um, who uh, wanted to volunteer. They saw their T-shirts and they mm-hmm.
3: said, oh, you know,
2: I really wanted to volunteer, but apparently there's a cutoff. What is that, that cutoff? Well, I think it's when we get all the shifts filled, gotcha. basically. Okay. Um, and you can go to fqfi.org and find more information on what you can do to volunteer. It's a great way to it, be a part of the festival and enjoy it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they meet a lot of people. It's kind of fun. I, I If I wasn't on the board, I'd, I'd want to be in that beer booth pouring beer. You meet some fun people. I know.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's, that's the thing. Whenever you're at a festival, people drop their guard, and you, know, you get to meet people. And that's the thing. I've met people from all over the world. From in Greece. I met people from Erie, PA. Just just talking to them, and I think whenever we think of New Orleans, we have to remember that it's really about the people. It just brings people together. Whether yeah. we come here to enjoy music, food, fun, but that's a very important thing. You know, we, yeah. we just miss out on that in, yeah. uh, in yeah. our daily lives. And
1: so and we'll be doing our part really as as your friend. We we will join. We're charter okay. members. So, you know.
2: <laughs> well, like your moms, people do come in yeah. from out of town. That's right. And so, make volunteer at the festival a part of their experience. That's so right. That's really right. great. Well, thank you, love, so Welcome much. Welcome back. Yeah, it's always good to keep see coming, you. Keep coming. Keep coming. You know, your family, too. So
1: we're always happy to see you. Thank you. You're listening to the brand new World Footprints Radio, live from uh, the Hard Rock Cafe during French Quarter Festival
4: here in, in the lovely city of New Orleans. Hi, this is Paul Harris from uh, Severance in England. We are once again here in New Orleans, I think it's my 35th or 40th, 40th time, and it's all the pleasure to come back. We always bring our, our musicians with us, and it's a great pleasure to uh, meet uh, our friends from World Footprints, and uh, wish you all the success with your show, and uh, looking forward to seeing you again sometime.
1: Attention travel writers and travel industry professionals. The North American Travel Journalists Association invites all journalists, editors, CVBs, DMOs, and bloggers to the annual conference and marketplace May 11th through the 14th in Reno, Nevada. This is a fantastic opportunity to develop your craft through several professional development workshops, and you also have invaluable opportunities to meet editors one-on-one, network, and participate in the marketplace. Friend the North American Travel Journalists Association on Facebook for a huge discount. For details, visit their website at www.natcha.org. That's N-A-T-J-A.org. And make sure you mention World Footprints
2: Radio when you sign up. Joel Klein catches a 7 o'clock train after his evening CPR class at the American Red Cross.
0: Ron Garrett is on the same train. He's had a rough day and doesn't feel like himself. Until he feels the sudden tightness in his chest, Ron never thought he'd actually have a heart attack.
2: Until Joel is administering CPR, he never thought he'd actually save a life.
0: When you train with the Red Cross, you change a life.
2: Starting with your own.
0: Call 1-800-RED-CROSS or visit redcross.org to learn about life-changing opportunities in your area. This is President Barack Obama. In the story of America, the greatest chapters are moments of challenge, when we see people serving their country and one another. Volunteers who step forward into hospital corridors and church basements, along levees and fire lines. And the next chapter is yours to help write. Sign up to volunteer at usaservice.org. That's usaservice.org. Let's renew America together. A message from Renew America Together, brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, this is Jay at the French Quarter Festival in New Orleans. You're listening to World Footprints. This is World Footprints Radio, celebrating responsible travel, culture, and heritage. Here are your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. And welcome back, everybody. We are broadcasting from the Hard Rock Cafe here in the heart of the French Quarter in New Orleans. And uh, I tell you, we are letting the good times roll here in New Orleans. As hey, they man. like to say en français, laissez les bons temps rouler. And we're going to continue that with. Just a wonderful man, uh, Mary Beth's dad, and we know why she's such a wonderful man, woman, because of Jerry Romig.
2: Oh, so I hit him right I'm so
0: sorry. You know, it's live radio, I and I seeing. and I also know that Jerry understands this because this is one of his biggest fears of making a mistake doing something live, and I just did that. But uh, <laughs> you say, Who, that? Well, it's Jerry Romig, the longtime announcer for the now super. super Super Bowl champion New Orleans Saints and Jerry Welcome to World Footprints Radio, and we thank you for being with us today. Thank you very much. It's great to have you. Yes, indeed. And uh, I, I love your hat. Oh, believe <laughs> me. I, I love this hat, too. People know whom I'm passionate about when it comes to football. But, uh, and, Jerry,
1: I, I just have to interject. He did not offer to buy me one.
0: No. Um, <laughs> Why is you, know, that? you know, You know, my wife is always trying to point out that side of me, but this was the last one they had at the store. So, But in any event... Uh, tell us how much the Super Bowl championship
4: meant to the city and to you personally. Oh, God. It's, uh, it's, I don't think you can measure uh, emotionally for sure mm-hmm. uh, what that victory meant to the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we are uh, desperately trying to recover from, from a mess mm-hmm. called Katrina. Uh, we've got just elected a, a, a very bright, energetic new mayor uh, and it would go along with the Saints winning. Uh, it, it, the the spirit of this city was lifted mm-hmm. enormously uh, as as a result of what happened in Miami. Mm. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it happened before that, of course. It happened. It happened first of all when we when we beat the, the Arizona team. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the uh, playoffs, and then we would come back the next week, two weeks, and and beat Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, Amazing, you know, you know, to beat <laughs> Brett Fogg was uh, such a uh, such an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And Brett being a Mississippi native Mississippi, mm-hmm. and Mississippian, he lives just right across the border. That's right in Kiln, uh, yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, in Kiln, right? and uh, but to beat him, uh, the, the spirit just kept building and building and. And, and you, you had this feeling, well, God, wouldn't it be great if we could ever get to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Not if we could win the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. just get there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and um, sure enough, we got there. Yeah. And you and, uh, got you there get, big
0: time. Yeah, and you get to that Super Bowl against... You know, native son Peyton Manning, uh, yeah, arguably the best quarterback in the game, and you've got his dad there, Archie, who's been, you know, so much part of the Saints' history yeah. as uh, you know. It just tears at you. It was as if the football gods
4: were really trying not to be on your side. Well, the, uh, the Peyton Manning, uh, and his his father, of course, Archie, uh, goes back to the uh, third year of the Saints when he was drafted and uh, and he became a legend in his own right here uh, for years. Mm. Uh, He raised this wonderful family. Uh, I don't know if you know the story, but the oldest son, Cooper, uh, was perhaps some people think may have been the best of the athletes of the three Mm. until he had a bad back injury. Mm. Yeah, A wonderful young man had this bad back injury and uh, couldn't play football anymore, he was, uh, but he was an outstanding athlete. Mm. And um, but, but the Mannings have lived here ever since Archie arrived mm-hmm. from Ole Miss wow. and uh, he's been a great citizen
5: mm-hmm. and, um,
4: and continues to be, he serves with me on the Sugar Bowl committee. Uh, He's uh, as a, as a member, of the a long-time member of the Sugar Bowl. Okay. And anything that the, the the city asks him to do, he does. hmm
1: You know, the the one thing I I actually was thinking about football. I'm I'm a passionate uh, football lover, of football and sports. I grew up in with a, in a family full of men, and so I can't help but be a tomboy. And um, I've loved the Saints for a very very long time. And you know, and I lived in San Diego now, and love the Chargers. Yeah. Love the Chargers. But what I've realized most recently, when they made the stupid mistake, uh, first of all, they got rid of my favorite quarterback. But you guys benefited from it. Yeah, you know, the Saints benefited. Yeah. But they just got rid of LT, and I'm really ticked off about <laughs> that. And so my dream team actually would be the Saints with Breeze and LT. And I know he's gone to, but what can we yeah. do about this, You know, Jerry? Can we bring him here?
4: Would that <laughs> <laughs> You know? <laughs> We're we we're, we're blessed with a, with a fine team, and uh, we're we we're, we're not making many changes or many additions so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've we've signed a uh, we signed a new uh, not not new. He's a veteran from the Chicago Bears, a, a tight end, defensive end, excuse me, uh, and uh, we've also signed a guard. Uh, who looks like he's going to be a real player. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're in one of these beautiful situations where we don't need too many mm-hmm. new faces right. on top of the draft, but it's always good to, to uh, find somebody that can come in and, and, and hopefully uh, play mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> now, we've got good coaches and good management.
1: Now, I understand you 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 were treated, you and your wife were treated like royalty, because you, you traveled to Miami first yes, for the did. game. Yes, we did, yeah. Tell us yeah. what that was like for you oh, to be yeah. there in the midst and witness that firsthand.
4: We had a, my wife and I had, a, had an understanding I guess, <laughs> that if we ever, if it ever happens, huh. we're going. No matter where it is, <laughs> if, if, if the Saints ever make the Super Bowl, pack the grips we're, we're heading. wherever. It is. Hmm. Uh, well, it, it turned out that uh, the Saints, well, I've been with them 41 years.
2: Mhm.
4: You know, I guess they felt that, uh, uh, that I was part of a traveling team, and, and and Janice and I left with the uh, family on the on the on the charter plane with the family and children of the players and uh, the wives. And stay, we uh, we stayed at the hotel with the team and the family. Mm-hmm. It was a just a great occasion. And, uh, had a wonderful time.
1: It was an emotional occasion. I, Holy you God. know,
4: we were crying a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Well, even in D.C. when we were watching it, you know, I do this thing when my team is, you know, if it's close, I do yeah. this, this rocking dance. I don't know where it yeah. comes from, but I was I spent the whole time just oh, the kind crunk. of rocking. and
4: it's, it's uh, the crunk! I think you they know. call. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's oh. the biggest dance in town. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of the couple that does the crunk? Yeah. The
2: Ying Yang Twin. Oh, yeah, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. It yeah. is big.
4: It is huge. Yeah, but yeah. My
2: dad hasn't stopped crying since, by the way. I just going to add that. Well, oh, I heard, I heard. You
0: know, Jerry, I saw you on the piece that Katie Couric did, oh. and I just said, you know what, dear, we've got to have Jerry on the show when we get, get down to New Orleans. And one of the things that I know is that a lot of cities say that they have a great relationship <coughs> with their teams, but very few cities truly have that kind of relationship and i've lived in baltimore during the cold era during the ravens rise and so i saw the super bowl and had a fantastic time when my team won it lived in detroit buffalo minneapolis and washington and i can tell you of all of those cities the only one that really lives and dies with football in a way like new orleans is buffalo and i think it's because the city has gone through so much and New Orleans has gone through so much and I think that through those tough times you really forge a special relationship with that team and to see how this team came back just as the city was coming back and you know talk to us about that and help us understand that special relationship the Saints have with the city
4: if we can win the Super Bowl
0: we can bring New
4: Orleans back Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. really yeah but, but that's the attitude. The the attitude is that we we're, we're the champions now. Yes. You know we were always the uh, the, the, the the dog at the end of the uh, end of the trail. Uh, we have had the worst football in history, <laughs> the NFL, but we never gave up. And every year the, the same people would come back with their season tickets. And, and uh, this year, uh, I think there's 60,000 people on the waiting list. On the waiting list for season tickets, mm-hmm. and uh, that gives you an indication. But it's it's, it's hard to explain. But um, we're we're a blue collar town, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, 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 we never, we never had anything that it meant so much to the city until the Saints came. Mm-hmm. This is, the, 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 this is the average Joe's guy. Yeah. Hi, it's his team, mm-hmm. and uh, and that has, that's been the case ever since it started. Even if you couldn't get a ticket, mm-hmm. you certainly watched it on television. Yeah. You went out to the airport uh, when the teams coming back from mm-hmm. a road trip, mm-hmm. and you greeted the team. They had, I think, the estimated. Uh, from the Super Bowl visit, coming back from, from Miami, forty thousand people. Wow. Whoa. Yes. On the street. <laughs> well, well, the sense, <laughs> to greet the team as they got on their chartered buses and mm. yeah. forty thousand people. Mm. Unbelievable. They, they would have at least four thousand mm-hmm. waiting to meet the team after they lost a regular season game.
1: You know the, the that
4: doesn't happen any else.
1: No, and, and, and I was just thinking about my other yeah. my other team, I'm not a fair weather friend. I grew up in Michigan. So yeah. the, the poor Lions yeah. you know, oh yeah. my gosh, my heart bleeds for them. But uh, I, I wish fans in Detroit and Michigan were, were as dedicated and but the thing with the Saints that that, you know, I've been thinking about is that what is it about this city? post-Katrina, even pre-Katrina, but but pre-Super Bowl championship that really garner so much loyalty in this city from, from the players. I mean, you, you don't see a Drew Brees in any other city really giving back. No. If LT were here, and, you know, we yeah. need to start a lobbying campaign to bring him here. <laughs> that's
4: the kind but of guy he is. That's that's right. That is the yeah. kind of
1: guy he is. You know, but what is it about this city that just... I mean, it's... It, this, e-
4: this is a city of character and characters, Mm -hmm. plural. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Saints have made it a kind of a custom to find characters Mm -hmm. to put that uniform on. Um, This year, the characters have been guys like uh, Shockey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shockey comes to us from the New York Giants. He is made for New Orleans. Yeah, He really is. This is his town. Mm -hmm. Going back in history, of course, um, Hank Stram Mm was a character coach. Mm Mike Ditka. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I well, thought I just saw him here. It was a Ditka look-alike yeah. out here. But, uh, he, Mike Ditka was made for New Orleans. Yeah. He really was, mm-hmm. and the people loved him. And he didn't win. He had a uh, he had a kind of a poor record. Yeah. But, uh, but but it, this is part of that atmosphere that was yeah. created about this team. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now we've, we, with the characters and with the, with the Drew Breeses and. Uh, Jonathan Vilma, mm-hmm. uh, we've got, uh, we got, we put it together. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, we, and if we put it together mm-hmm. uh, coming out of Katrina.
1: Indeed. Hot
0: dog. Yeah. Hot dog. Now, Jerry, uh, you, you guys now have one. You
4: set your sights on two. You yeah. think that's going to happen or? Oh, why not? <laughs> you know, seriously, why not? Yeah. But, uh, It it doesn't happen too often. Yeah. But if if Sean Payton has anything to say about it, if Drew Brees has anything to say about it, yes, we'll 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 make a real concerted effort to be back. And I think it's the game is in Dallas.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, that would be something, you know, to uh, win it there in Dallas and then come back here and maybe go for number three in a row, you know, here in New Orleans. Yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. Jerry Romig, <laughs> longtime Saints announcer. Who thank you Who for does? being with us. <laughs> Right here on World Footprints Thank Radio. You. And when Thank we come back, we're going to continue with our show with some more special guests Stevie McKee, <laughs> Kelly Schultz from the Metropolitan New Orleans Convention and Visitors Bureau will join us. You're listening to World Footprints Radio live from the French Quarter Festival from the Hard Rock Cafe.
5: Hello, my name is Minnie Johnson. I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. I really enjoy listening to the World Footprints Radio Show whenever I have an opportunity to do so. I've gained so much uh, information from the show. Now, this is my second time in New Orleans for the Prince Court Festival and I came last year for the first time and I enjoyed it so much I decided to come back.
0: The North American Travel Journalists Association invites all journalists, editors, CVBs, DMOs, and bloggers to their annual conference and marketplace May 11th through 14th in Reno, Nevada. This is a fantastic opportunity to develop your craft through several professional development workshops. You'll also have invaluable opportunities to meet editors one-on-one, network, and participate in the marketplace. Friend them on Facebook for a huge discount. For details, visit their website at www.natchage.org. Make sure you mention the world Foot punch radio when you sign off green green green
6: it's your home it's your dream radon testing keep it healthy and clean make it green
2: green green making it green is making sure the air in your home is healthy for your family to breathe testing for radon is easy just call 866-730-GREEN Make it rain, rain,
0: rain. A message from the U.S. EPA. Well, he moved early. That's going to draw the yellow flag. Offside, number 72, five yards. Check out this fan leaving the game. He's headed straight up the middle and right into a sobriety checkpoint. Let's see how he handles it. No, officer, I haven't been drinking. I'm the designated driver. Upon further review, this man made the right call by being a designated driver. Sign up to be the designated driver at the stadium and always buckle up. You could follow your favorite NFL team to the Super Bowl, provided as a public service by the station at Team Coalition.
5: Hi, I'm Nancy from Lansing, Michigan. I'm here in New Orleans, and I enjoy listening to the world. Footprints
0: Radio. You're listening to World Footprints Radio, awarded as the best travel audio podcast by the North American Travel Journalists Association. Here's Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. And welcome back, everybody. Ian and Tanya Fitzpatrick here from the Hard Rock Cafe here in New Orleans as we uh, continue our live broadcast from the French Quarter Festival. And we've got uh, Kelly Schultz with us as well as some uh family here. Uh, well, the
1: table's full of family. We have Ed, right, you know, Ed, right. our engineer, who comes back with us every year, who has, his priority is food, and uh, <laughs> loves the food here, and, uh, of course, my cousin, Deidre, who I haven't seen in a number of years. Uh-huh. Um 've lived all over the world yes. that chose to come back home yes. to, to New Orleans right And uh, we just want to share what what you know you guys have heard us talk about what we love about New Orleans. Um, but I want to hear you uh, I want you to hear it from other people who have chosen to come back and Kelly, I know we've, we, we've shared your story I don't know how many times you know about how you left uh, you had to leave New Orleans. Following Katrina and uh, came back because he saw a photograph of your house. And uh, you've
5: been here, what, for four years now? I was uh, born and raised in New Orleans, moved away, lived in Dallas for 10 years, and when Katrina happened, I. Um, just was called back I, I met someone who was the very fireman and rescue person that had, had uh, searched my family's home and I met him by accident and he actually showed me a picture of my family's home and I said you know what that's a sign and a couple weeks later I had a job offer to come home and work for the convention and visitors bureau and, and promote our most important industry which is tourism so it was the best thing I've ever done and I, I never ever regret it it's been amazing, uh, amazing how far the city has come in the past five years and Deidre oh, yeah. you you when we last time I saw you we were both living in London and, right.
4: and
1: I don't want to say how long right. ago because that will date us and right. you know exactly. we're only 28 right <laughs> I'm, I'm very okay with that <laughs> yeah but you you moved to Taiwan and you right. lived to yeah. other places and you came back pre-Katrina Correct. Post, you left, but you came back. Why? Well, when I I had left from
3: London, then we went to to Taiwan, and then um, my son was born in uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and um, I decided that I was going to come back to the United States. I I missed it so much, and, um, you know, being from Michigan, I thought, you know... (laughs) You know, you you kind of do the toss up between Mm -hmm. you know um, Michigan versus New Orleans, (laughs) and it's a definite pull here. So when I when I came back, um, it was it was like home home sweet home. It Mm -hmm. really was. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then fast forward to um, my my second husband, where we left um, on the heels of Katrina and uh, went to Pennsylvania. And stayed there. You we were there? Were, you were that close to me and I didn't were, know that? No, I know. Is. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> we were in Westchester, Pennsylvania for hmm. five months. Okay. It was beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. place, wonderful people. And I just had to get back here. And it was like, there was no question. It was, um, my house was fine. Um,
1: I just had to get back. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um... There's just something about this place. And as we were t- telling Kelly the other day, I can't put it into words why this place just touches me. And, and, and Ian, I can't put it into words, but there's it just something. It gets in your blood yeah. almost.
3: You know, wow. it's got that n- nitty-gritty kind of do-what-you-feel kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And um, it's, I, you're right. It just, it, you know, and, you know, after the, the crime kind of went up after we had come back from Pennsylvania, um, my husband and I felt like, not being conceited but you know if the right type of people come back here Mm -hmm. this can be just a phenomenal place so um we felt like when we were going through the really really bad crime stats and everything it would be like turning your back on maybe a friend that had cancer yeah it's like it would still be here but yet we wouldn't be involved in it. And we didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And we just really kind of stuck our nose down and, and you know, just kind of plotted on. And I think, not to get political, but we've got a new mayor, which everybody is sitting on the edge of their seat Waiting to see how this is going to go, yeah. and um, you know, and then the Saints, of course, we're still riding on that <laughs> that Saints tide. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's a
5: good time to be here. I think what absolutely. you said is absolutely right. The people that are in New Orleans today really want to be here, mm-hmm. right? And they, you, like you and your family, you yep. could have made a, a life anywhere, and you right. chose to be in New Orleans, and and a lot of people that are here, and that's why mm-hmm. visitors tell us the hospitality is better than it's ever been, yeah. right? And you know, the one thing that I wanna I wanna focus on too is is in the one thing. that you
1: guys know we try to do is take people outside of the norm you know New Orleans is more than Bourbon Street there's so many treasures here we uncovered a couple the other day Deidre you told told me about one. and Kelly I know you have just a ton of them in your head that I'd love to have you share with us just you know what
5: people can find outside of even the French Quarter we have amazing galleries museums we have any night of the week. You could walk just about anywhere and listen to live, amazing music. Mm-hmm. You can walk into any corner restaurant any day of the week and you know spend ten dollars and have the most amazing po boy or um, you know bowl of gumbo. It's just there. There's a vibrancy here. Um, anything goes. We we. You know, that's why we're so honored that you guys are here launching your new show. Our oh, honor, and you know, <laughs> celebrating responsible travel, culture, and heritage. That's what we do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we welcome people from all over the world, every culture. New Orleans is a place where people come, and they just they they're more relaxed here they maybe eat a little bit more they drink a little (laughs) bit (laughs) more they maybe you know dance out in public when they wouldn't do that at home so it's just a place where you can come and let your hair down Mm -hmm. and uh even if you're not in the popular tourist areas they're wonderful neighborhoods and you know my favorite part about new orleans are the people so you'll experience that
4: yeah that's that's the
0: thing It. It doesn't matter who you meet here, like our our wonderful uh, hostess uh, yesterday at Mother's uh, Jerry. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I was in my grandmother's kitchen back in North Carolina. <laughs> she I- just uh, just made me feel that way, mm-hmm. and I think that's the feeling you get, and you don't get that in a lot of places where they're just business people, and they're about commerce, and they're so caught up in getting you in and out and in and out, and, you know, you know, because of that relaxation, you get to talk to people around you, and because of that, we met some wonderful people who were here on a conference from New Jersey, and to make a long story short, as we were talking, we found out that we had mutual friends, and this Go happened every single day. <laughs> We've been here, as Kelly can attest. <laughs> it it's right. happened every day. And so that just tells you about what happens when you come here. So I can appreciate you, Deidre, saying just, you know, there's just something here because can you grew up in yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. One mm-hmm.
5: of our customers said that the effort, the hospitality in New Orleans is effortless. Yeah. 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 I think that was the best way to say it. It's genuine. It's not contrived. Okay. People are truly grateful that you're here. They want to cook for you. Yeah. They want to mm-hmm. take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. That's what we do is hospitality. So it's very genuine and sincere in our appreciation for visitors mm-hmm.
1: absolutely and you have rich neighborhoods and DJ like you told me the other day there is not a street corner in this entire city no. that's bad you no. know I mean, there's always something wonderful and magical Right. So, uh, there's a there's
3: always, a, um, there's, there's always a story to some, <laughs> some street corner of some sort or, um, you know, legacy to, you know, to some little shotgun house mm-hmm. and everywhere. It's, um, you know, like in, in, my, in my neighborhood over there. And, and a lot of people, like what you say, tend to come to New Orleans and, and it's like uh, the ferry is kind of a well-kept secret. Um, they, you know, they don't realize to get off and yeah. meander around over there. And, you know, and, um,
1: it's, it is, it it is. it's, it's really neat. Now, tell, talk about the, uh, you told me about a, uh, a grave marker. Yes. So, tell, tell the story, yes. of that for I think our listeners. you
3: probably know it, it's on Magazine Street and it's actually next to my favorite little eclectic um, shop, it's a, um, a painter who is uh, from France, his name is Simone and he actually made a little grave marker but there was a lady who had perished in um, Hurricane Katrina and someone I think uh, found her on her porch and they had carried her to a very busy intersection on Magazine, and um, they just didn't, they couldn't take her, of course, so they chose to um, cover her with rocks until somebody could come and, and take the body, and I forgot her name. Do you remember her name? I, I don't, but I know what you mean. I think and, and, it was Vera, and, maybe? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and it's still just on this random, mm-hmm. this, you know, street corner, and of course the rocks are, are still kind of scattered all over the place, but they have her marker up there and Simone made this wonderful folk art um style um marking for her and people just pass by like mm. it's not that it's not important but it's it's like it's another another part another story in mm. in you know in the time from
1: Katrina and you know, and, and that's what you, when you encourage people to go outside of the norm, right? You know, there's little treasures. When we were walking to right. the World War II uh, museum the other day, we passed a, a beautiful art uh, glass art. Blowing or art glass blowing studio or something of that sort. Yeah, um, on Magazine Street, and they offer two hour tours. You can bring uh, people can go in, learn the art of uh, glass blowing, create their own little craft. And there's just so much richness in there. I mean, one of our favorite artists that we found is a gentleman who moved to one of our other favorite places, South Africa, and uh, and but you know to, to, to be able to do that hands-on in this city just by going a couple of blocks outside of the French Quarter. Sure. You know, it's just sure. there's so much richness here. And we've done this show, I don't know how many years now, honey. This is and
0: our third year right. each, doing this. And
1: each year we come back, there's something new. You're and it's finding like
0: finding
5: different things. Yeah. Yeah. And it keeps us fresh. <laughs> and they yeah. have more restaurants than ever, so oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps you fresh and eating well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. But well, you know, this time
0: I came ready. I actually <laughs> lost the weight so I wouldn't have to worry oh, about you? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we've been walking, so walking out. It is the, a walking town. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. the nice thing about it too. Mm-hmm. It is a walking town. Mm-hmm. So Kelly, what what other things are coming to the city? I mean, there's there's so many. You got you got conventions up the yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be yeah. diplomatic yeah. and no, the family friendly. There the <laughs> <own. laughs>
5: there are tons of conventions coming here. We just okay. welcome the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. We have. Um, petroleum geologists in town this weekend so our convention schedule is packed of course our festival season is just kicking into high gear we have more restaurants open than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful new attractions, like you mentioned, the National World War II Museum. They're undergoing a $300 million expansion that is really something that everyone should see. And uh, the Roosevelt Hotel is open. Um, a lot of things, are, you know, have happened in the, since you guys have been here yeah. for last French Quarter Fest. And and if your uh, listeners haven't already seen the Disney movie Princess and the Frog, right that was set here in New Orleans. It's now out on DVD, Mm -hmm. and as a native of the city, I can tell you, it is a spectacular representation of our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it just shows what a beautiful city it is. And so yeah, I would encourage Augustine. people to, to watch uh, Disney's Princess and the Frog if yeah, they would well. like to see New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome.
1: Well, hey, you guys, we have more to come on World Footprints Radio, and our special broadcast from uh, New Orleans during French Quarter Festival. And we are here at the Hard Rock Cafe looking at a beautiful display of Abita, <laughs> Abita here, Purple Haze, you know, all the good stuff here. So let the good times roll as we continue. I'm Lord
3: Richard and I'm from Northern Ireland and I have a, a record company uh, which produces New Orleans records, jazz records from the 1960s and early 70s uh, from New Orleans and uh, I just love World Footprints
1: Attention travel writers and travel industry professionals. The North American Travel Journalists Association invites all journalists, editors, CDBs, DMOs, and bloggers to the annual conference and marketplace May 11th through the 14th in Reno, Nevada. This is a fantastic opportunity to develop your craft through several professional development workshops, and you also have invaluable opportunities to meet editors one-on-one, network, and participate in the marketplace. Place. Friend the North American Travel Journalists Association on Facebook for a huge discount. For details, visit their website at www.natcha.org. That's N-A-T-J-A dot And make sure you mention World Footprints Radio when you sign up.
4: Would it be crazy if you packed your bags and left for a week, a month, a year? What if you left for two years? What if you were going far away to help in a village on the edge of the Gobi Desert? To spend time with people the rest of the world only reads about? To teach children and learn a thing or two about yourself? Would that be crazy? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov.
5: With great privilege comes great responsibility.
4: Carter Fleming community center
0: volunteer
5: the giving spirit is as passionate in the boomers today as it was in our 20s and we as a generation can still impact our country
0: lead inspire change the world again join thousands and find which volunteer opportunity is best for you call 1-800-424-8867 today or visit www.getinvolved.gov this message is brought to you by the corporation for national and community service administration
1: Hi, I'm Patricia Elsie from Mother's Restaurant, and I'm sitting here with the famous World Footprints Radio people, Tanya and Ian, <laughs> and they love our cooking. She got a shrimp creole. He got a breakfast special with scrambled eggs and cheese, and Ian got the scrambled breakfast with sausage and hot and they really enjoying the food, and I love them, and I hope they come back again.
0: This is World Footprints Radio, celebrating responsible travel, culture, and heritage. Here are your hosts, Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick. And welcome back, everybody. We are live from the French Quarter Festival here in New Orleans, and uh, just uh, enjoying the sights and sound from the 27th French Quarter Festival here uh, at our somewhat breezy broadcast position, uh, overlooking uh, Jackson Brewery and uh, uh, the Esplanade here along the Mississippi River. And so uh, the views are fantastic, and you know, dear, it's it's it. It's great when we can talk to people who are from New Orleans yeah. or were attracted to New Orleans because of the culture, the heritage, the history, and so forth, mm-hmm. and to really appreciate that passion, not contrived, but to get a real sense of uh, what makes this such a special place. And so uh, wait, wait, wait. You know, always excited by that. And uh, as we kind of transition here to our our next guest, uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, some of the things that make New Orleans special. And one of those places, as as we spoke about, is the World War II Museum. Right. And as a country that's now at war, facing challenges in the Middle East, um, we we certainly can appreciate that. And uh, dear has a special announcement.
1: Exactly. Well, I, I just wanted to, you know, uh, on one of our last shows, you guys uh, have heard that we won a national award. Uh, we were awarded uh, first-place travel broadcast. Um, we competed with uh, travel uh, broadcasts from the U.S., the U.K., and Canada. And this award was given to us through the uh, North American Travel Journalists Association. And I can't tell you how invaluable this association music in the back, good grief. Um, how valuable this association has been to our professional development and uh, NACHA as it's known is uh, inviting all journalists editors, CVBs, DMOs and bloggers to their annual conference and marketplace which takes place May 11th through the 14th in Reno, Nevada and this is a fantastic opportunity to develop your craft through several professional development workshops that they're offering and uh, you'll have promises uh, invaluable opportunities to meet editors one on one, network, and participate in the marketplace. And I, we invite you to uh, invite them, uh, uh, friend them on Facebook for a uh, huge discount. And uh, visit their website at natjanatcha.org. It's N-A-T-J as in Johnson, a natcha.org. And make sure you mention World Football radio when you sign up. And uh, certainly we'd like to uh, talk a little bit about um, the World War II Museum. You know, we were talking about some of the treasures uh, that we uncovered here in New Orleans, and we uncovered a few as we were walking towards the World War II Museum. But getting there, the museum itself, which is the only national museum in in the country that that honors World War II veterans, um, was an Amazing treasure, and uh, we've invited to our show, uh, a re-invited to our show, a wonderful friend who's taken such good care of us, Casey Hill, um, public relations officer with World War II. Welcome back! Yes, yeah, good to be here. Thank you. Thank. You. Well, I'm good. Glad to have you. You know, we we're talking yesterday, Casey, I mentioned that the the, um, the World War II movie, and I just want to start with that because I was so blown away. That was the most authentic and balanced portrayal of World War II um, that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you did a lot of history. I know Tom Hanks uh, was very involved in, in, in the scripting and the, the format. Talk, tell us a little bit about
6: that 4D experience. Definitely. It's it's so funny. It's such a huge, amazing thing now, and it started off as a very small idea. The director of the museum, uh, Nick Mueller, really wanted to try and find a way to start to reach out to next generations. And, you know, I mean, people of different ages, they process information so differently now, you know, and and they're used to things being presented to them in, in a certain way. So we had this idea, and he started to talk with Tom Hanks, who's been a, a good friend of the museum for a long time and they decided to do it so it went from this little idea to this huge you know multi-million 4d theater where you've got snow coming down on you during the battle of the bulge and several layers of projection, so you get this 3D effect, 120 foot wide screen. Uh, at one point, you're in a B-17 factory where the nose cone just comes out of the ceiling and marries with the image on the screen, and then all of a sudden, through the magic of CGI, you're flying over you know, a bombing range. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it, it starts out very simply with just a lone radio projecting the news of, of Pearl Harbor, and yeah. it just does not stop from there. It's really an experience.
0: One of the uh, things about the film is that it, it points out just how reluctant the U.S. was to go to war and that we did so pretty much to save the world as we know it today for democracy, for freedom. And I think that when we're fighting wars, we sometimes lose sight of, of just the high and noble things that often draw countries to Stand up for principles, and we truly did. And I think the museum, through the film, does a great job of reminding us just how 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 important it is to stand up. And we did stand up, not just for America, but but for freedom everywhere.
6: Yeah, I mean, some of the things we come across in our research, sort of these these World War II myths, you know, is. Um People don't really understand a lot of times why the U.S. entered the war. And they thought, you know, maybe from the get-go the U.S. was ready to get in there. Uh, a lot of people think the U.S. was the military superpower mm-hmm. yeah. that it is today. But we have, you know, a seven-minute pre-show that people go through. And, and we explain the U.S. was still suffering from the Depression. Um, we had a very small military. Yeah. Um, smaller than Romania, exactly. you know, and uh, and and those are just a couple of things that we tried to clear up for people, and we feel like they walk out, they have a better understanding, um, they have a better idea of just how vast and global the conflict was. Yeah. And you know, one of the things I also
1: remarked uh, uh, on is the diversity, uh, the diverse the displays that. that the ethnic diversity of um, our men and women in the military during World War Two. How did you guys put that together? Where did you get your information? Because you're basically historians.
6: But- uh, well, the original concept for the museum was the the personal stories, you know, and and not just the generals and the admirals. Everyone, you know, down to the the kid who's never left home before and he's in a foxhole and he's scared to death. You know, we wanted to transfer that over to the script of the film. So we uh, really the basis for it is we have about 3,500 oral histories we've conducted since the beginning of the museum, and we sort of started there, you know looking at the stories that people had to tell um, and just you know kind of picking out you know things that were unusual but also things that were really common that everyone would have, had this feeling or this experience, and and kind of work from there. And we had some great uh, local local voice talent, um, and some also some big Hollywood stars that were willing to give us their time to do the voices of these men and women. You know, Brad Pitt and Patricia Clarkson, John Goodman, um, Wendell Pierce, who um, actually did the voice of his own father, who was a World War II vet. So it's um, we just kind of started with what we. Had had and went from there and it was a big story and we did our best to tell it so
1: what other things are, are going on, um, Casey? I know you have some new developments that are um,
6: in, in the works at the museum. What, what are those? We are uh, we are keeping busy. We just opened our, uh, our Victory Theater in November, as well as the Stage Door Canteen, which is a World War II-themed sort of entertainment venue, which is a, a whole different side of educating people about that time period. Um, and we also have a John Besh restaurant now, the American Sector, Oh yum, we love Dumba. Oh it's fantastic. (laughs) But we are moving Our next project is um, going to be called the Restoration Pavilion, and we should be breaking ground on that later this year. And what is that exactly? We will have um, people in our collections department will be um, essentially cleaning, maintaining, um, refurbishing all these great artifacts that we have so that they can go on eventual display. We're actually going to start with an entire PT boat is going to be in there that Mm. we've been working on for a few years. It was built here in New Orleans by Higgins industries and then after that we are moving on um, probably you know early next year our campaigns pavilion which will highlight all the major campaigns of the war but also things that people don't know a lot about haven't gotten a lot of attention like north africa and uh, from there we're moving forward with the u.s freedom pavilion which will highlight the service branches the liberation pavilion that'll look at pow's and concentration camps, but also a lot of the social changes that came out of the war, and we're just uh, we're just going to keep going. It's a big story to tell, and we're trying to tell as much of it as we can.
0: Yeah, and you tell it in a way that I think makes it meaningful to the generations, uh, since the greatest generation that fought that war, to to make it approachable, to make it understanding, so that even if it is ancient history, it takes on a life where perhaps you can see your grandparents and better understand what they contributed to this country. And so it's it's, it's wonderful the way that you're telling the story of the war in very graphic terms and also very personal terms, too. And,
1: and I think for me, it, it gave me an appreciation, really, for the sacrifices. You know, you think about it, you know about it, you know about the The loss of life, but really, you don't. It's it's hard to grasp sometimes the sacrifices, and and you guys did a wonderful job in visualizing that uh, for for us.
6: So thank you, thank you for your service too. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's 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 the least that we can do, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we.
1: Thank you so much, Casey, coming on and, and, uh, and taking care of us uh, at the museum. And, uh, you know, again, another treasure that is outside of the French Quarter that we really want to encourage visitors to, to, to see uh, and experience New Orleans in, in its fullness just beyond Bourbon Street and, you know, love the food here, <laughs> love the, uh, all the uh, libations and stuff, but there's, there's just so many more great things to, to see, so thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you, our lovely audience, for joining us uh, during this, um, this first hour of our special broadcast from New Orleans, and please don't forget to check out our new website. I'm praying that it's up and running at worldfootprints.com and join our social communities. We'll be right back from New Orleans and we look forward to sharing more travel time with you. We're Tanya and Ian Fitzpatrick and we'll, uh, we'll see you on the air again very soon. And in the interim, travel with purpose, meet people, discover places, protect planet and leave positive footprints and build meaningful legacies one step at a time and let the good times
0: roll. This has been a presentation of Travelin' On Media Productions LLC, All Rights Reserved.